It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to another episode of Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And away we go. Another sort of slow news day, but Jennifer King, the new assistant running backs coach, met with the media on Wednesday afternoon. We hope to have audio of that for you on the next episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. But we're going to take a quick look at what she had to say. Plus, my colleague at Locked On Bucks, David Harrison, who co-hosts with James Yarko. Uh, for the Locked On Bucks podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He's at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, and we did a two-part series and interview about what he is seeing so far early on in the week and how it might help the Washington football team in a couple of areas uh, and positions of need. So that's coming up on today's episode, but let's get to it right now. We are brought to you by Built Bar. That's right. We keep telling you about Built Bar. They're awesome. That's right. Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Save 20% when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right. So Jennifer King, as we mentioned, met with the media. It's the first time she's met with the media uh, since arriving in Washington. Of course, she was with Ron Rivera as a coaching intern in Carolina. She spent last year, uh, 2020, her first year in Washington as a full-year coaching intern. And now she's a full-year assistant position coach. She's the first black female full-time assistant position coach. Uh, so congratulations to her. Obviously, that's important. Lori Locust is the assistant defensive line coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they're going to coach in the Super Bowl. She's going to coach in the Super Bowl. I know she reached out uh, on Twitter congratulating Jennifer King. Uh, here's one quick thing that I wanted to bring up, and this is via Nikki Jabala of the Washington Post. Uh, she said, meaning Jennifer King, quote, I think it's so important just to open up the entire pool of applicants when you have a position. Historically in football, it's only essentially 50% of the pool. No women are ever considered. And I think for future female coaches coming up, this kind of gives them a foot in the door. It's up to us to do a good job. And I always say, you're not just going to get here. You got to put in the work in. You have to know what you're doing. That's one thing I love about the other women coaches in the league right now. I feel like we're all where we're supposed to be. It's not like we're here for any other reason. It's not for publicity. We're here to work and make things better. Now, Katie Sowers made it to the Super Bowl last year. She apparently is not going to come back to San Francisco. I wonder if there's a way that maybe she could be added to the Washington staff. I don't know. Uh, You have Callie Bronson, who's up in Cleveland, who's Kevin Stefanski's chief of staff. You have a woman in the Super Bowl in terms of an official uh, this year, uh, Sarah Fisher. Uh, So, you know, you have all sorts of advancement, right? The NFL is late to the party. 
professional sports in general is late to the party because it's been forever, quite honestly, um, since women have had a fair chance, if they've ever had a fair chance. And I know a lot of attention is paid towards uh, minority candidates, and specifically, there always seems to be like one hot name every year. And of course, it's been Eric Bieniemy uh, for the last year or two now of the Kansas City Chiefs because of all of his great work with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, uh, Jason Kelsey, um, or Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I always call him Jason Kelsey. That's his brother, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles stud center. Um, but here's the one thing that I would just say. One thing I would say is. You know, listen, if opportunity comes when you least expect it, right? You just keep knocking on the door. You keep knocking on the door. Not everything happens as quickly as you would like it to happen. I think Eric Bieniemy is handling this so well. Um, he says, you know, look, I'd, I'd love to be a, a head coach, but, you know, I'm just going to concentrate on what I'm doing here with the Kansas City Chiefs. It takes a special organization to not hire a black coach. No, no, no. That should happen, and it does happen. It just doesn't happen maybe enough for uh, enough people. But more importantly, when I look at it, I say it takes a special organization to hire someone that's not available to them right away. And that's been a problem with a guy like Eric Bieniemy as his team goes to the championship game or the Super Bowl now three years in a row, the AFC championship three games, three years in a row. Not everybody wants to wait like the San Francisco 49ers waited for Kyle Shanahan. And the problem was, is they had a, a handshake agreement, but I guess they couldn't sign that. Not every team wants to wait until early February to get their head coach in the building. Sure. That head coach can be working on, things and assembling a staff and plans and all that, but you're not in the building. It's not the same. It is not the same. And I know people tend to dismiss that, but I think they're wrong. This is just my opinion. And it takes a special organization to also not only hire and or um, teach or cultivate a female coach, but it takes a special organization or a special man, Ron Rivera, I think, to... Make sure that a person like Jennifer King not only gets an opportunity, but then gets rewarded for their hard work and for their good work. And, and Jennifer King does not want anything handed to her. I don't think anybody wants anything handed to them, but they want to be rewarded for their hard and diligent work. And I can just tell you this. Being around and at practice most days, uh, again, you know, you can see Jennifer King working with the running backs almost every day or just yeah, every day, uh, throwing footballs, working on technique, working on cone drills and shuttle drills and different fumble um, and, and knockout drills, that type of thing. Now, maybe you say, well, well, that's what any coach would do. Yeah, maybe, but, you know, she's not going to get promoted. She's not going to get advanced just for PR sake. She had to impress the running backs, Randy Jordan, Scott Turner, Ron Rivera, who has known her the longest, and Scott Turner obviously came over from Carolina, but this was Randy Jordan's first year with Jennifer King. So, I mean, if any of those guys were like, eh, yeah, she's just doing this, you know, for a publicity stunt, no way, no chance is she getting promoted. No chance. 
no chance. So congratulations to Jennifer King. Uh, she, uh, again, officially the assistant running backs coach, which we told you on the last episode, but now we actually have quotes uh, and stuff from her. And again, we hope to bring you the audio from that particular uh, video conference and teleconference uh, on the next episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right. So you have that. Um and on top of that, you have, uh, what do we have? Uh, we have, uh, oh, David Harrison coming up from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. That's right. That's who we have. The co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast will fill us in on what wide receivers, the hot names that are going down. Also, some offensive linemen, some quarterbacks, and some defensive prospects, especially on the back end and at linebacker. Away we go. David Harrison next from Mobile. And the Senior Bowl uh, is with us next. All right, I'm Chris Russell for TurboTax. That's right. You got it. TurboTax by Intuit. You're one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you to learn about your unique tax situation and help you get the best tax income. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and you have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs and, and me. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Hmm. Whether you want to file the help... Uh, with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you. TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help you, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind. Uniquely, you taxes are done right. Check them out. Intuit TurboTax Live. And while you're getting your taxes done, before you go to get your taxes done, or maybe once you hand off your taxes, Go and get a great workout in from our friends at Echelon. That's right. Echelon can get you there, guys, to feeling and staying in shape and to feeling great about your accomplishment. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The world-class instructors at Echelon will motivate you with thousands of daily on-demand and live classes. You can get one family membership, and it lets up to five family members all work out at the same time, unlike the competition. And right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. You're going to love it. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H. E-L-O-N, fit.com slash locked on. All right, back here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, and let's go to Mobile, Alabama for part one of my conversation with David Harrison, co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Again, he staked out mobile in mobile in Mobile, and he'll give us the lowdown on what he's seeing and how it could potentially fit for the Washington football team. One guy who really jumped out at you was wide receiver Shy Smith. Yeah. Why don't you tell the fans what you were able to see, why he jumps out at you, and how he could possibly and potentially be one of the guys that helps the Washington football team? 
Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't want to get, you know, too overhyped from one day of practice, especially. And then you look at the senior bowl and I mean, especially one on ones they are kind of designed for the offensive player to win. Right. I mean, there's just, there's no other defenders, no help. Uh, you have the entirety of the field for the wide receiver to use. So, I mean, you don't want to get too overblown. But when you look at kind of the raw skills that Shy put on on display on Tuesdays in Tuesday's practices, the first practices with these teams, with these coaching staffs. I mean, from the floor up, he just he looked extremely solid. I mean, his footwork is great. When you're talking about off the line, in his stem, into his break, and then through the catch, his his footwork is great. His body control was there. His hand placement, hand usage uh, was awesome, whether it's getting away from the, de- the defender, separating from the defender, or just bringing in the ball. Uh, had the catch of the practice, to be quite honest with you. And I mean, it was just an amazing catch that, you know, typically in the media section, you try to keep the oohs and the ahs to a minimum because you're right. trying to you know remain biased and all that stuff. But even all of us on the media side of the field had to, you know, you just couldn't help yourself. Like if if you're a, a fan of good football, you appreciated that play. And I, I can almost promise you on the scouting side of things, it was just as, as, as an amazing of a of a reaction over there as well. Um, and then you look at the mentality side of it. I mean, you would see him setting up his routes. I and mean, we don't know what routes are on the schedule from the coaching staff. Or anything, so we don't know which routes these guys are going to run. But when you go back and you look at it and you look at something even as simple as a post post route, you see him manipulating the defender getting you know eating up that space on the hip the defender tries to stay on his hip so he manipulates his own position to get the defender off off base and then takes advantage of the situation and, and just finds space to work and, and makes his quarterbacks honestly look a lot better so just a really great day on day one he definitely made some money I mean I don't know if he's gonna get into the first round per se you know that's obviously a long way away but he's definitely got the skill set you look at that could help a team like the Washington football, like really like any team, I kind of look at them like all 32 teams should be looking at this kid um, as a potential uh, contributor to what their team's going to do. Um, is, and is he multi-position versatile, meaning, you know, can work slot and outside or is he one or the other? Yeah, that's definitely what we want to see today going into day two is how much they move him around. Now that they've kind of gotten to see him for a day. How are they going to see, how are they going to move him around? How are they going to match him up against different defenders? Um, he definitely looks like a guy that could operate, especially on the outside. Because even if you get him on on the outside against a longer defender with with a, with a bigger wingspan, you again you use that footwork, you use that mental capacity to to gain leverage and then separation. And it really doesn't matter how long your wingspan is if you're five yards behind him. Um, but he definitely looks right now more like a slot type of guy. And I know that you have Terry McLaurin, so it's like how much do you really need a slot specific guy? So that's something that you're going to look for for day two, and then in the game a little bit. Um, as well to see if he can operate outside and inside with success and with uh, some, some some consistency. David Harrison with us. He's at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, co-host of Locked on Bucks, uh, as well uh, does a great job, uh, again, covering the NFL and college football as well. Um, so I wanted to bounce around to the offensive line, just some things mm-hmm. that I saw from day one. Again, from afar, you're down there. I know Leatherwood has a tremendous from Alabama has a tremendous wingspan uh, and yeah. just an you know just a dominating athlete. I saw a bunch out of the Notre Dame uh, offensive line there, Hainsey and Banks. Uh, there were a couple other guys that jumped out at me, but I'll I'll kind of you know set you. I think Trey Smith was one of them as well. Yeah. Uh, what did you see? I guess early on again from offensive linemen in terms of technique, in terms of holding their ground. Uh, did anybody really pop out to you early on? Yeah, I mean, all those guys had solid days, like you mentioned, and, and kind of expected it. You know what I mean? So when they come out and do kind of what you expect them to do, 
it's 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 unfortunate. We we're actually talking about it uh, with with a couple other guys over there in the bleachers, and it's almost like if they come in and do what you expect them to do. You're like, okay, cool, yeah, thanks for coming. You know, we appreciate your time. <laughs> and it's really not fair, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it really kind of, but that consistency is what you know the scouts are looking for. Like they come in here and they perform the way you expect them to against new competition, especially on the O line when they've got four new guys they probably never played with uh, before, and they're still able to kind of hold their own, still kind of be able to protect. The left side, I would say from the center to the left side of the offensive lines really did well yesterday. The right sides, not so much yesterday. Um, we saw a lot of pressures coming from the right side. Uh, a couple of, of offensive linemen, right tackles and right guards walking off the field actually kind of expressed their own concerns and frustrations with how the day went. And, you know, uh, I overheard one conversation specifically with an agent where the agent was saying, hey, guys, you know, it's day one. Keep your head up. You, know, you, can, you can do better tomorrow and stuff like right. that. And that's just kind of the situation that these guys are in. Um, with all the pressure and, and, the, and the level of competition. You, you uh, know, but then. Uh, no, I, I don't mean to jump in on you uh, and I'll let you finish up in a sec. You know, that's yeah. one thing that we ha have to keep in mind with, with, you know, the combine, the combine kind of being compromised uh, this year it, with individual visits being compromised this year, this senior bowl week is, is, is so much more important this year than oh, yeah. it normally is. But one thing to keep in mind, like I, 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 talk to uh, somebody who used to run like the the Washington uh, scouting operation a couple of years ago under Mike Shanahan would always tell me he said hey Chris you know remember these guys are coming in some of them haven't played or practiced in three or four weeks sure they're training but they haven't played foot they're working with new guys they're working with new coaches um, and basically the way they put it was if a guy struggled in this particular week it's kind of more understandable and it, right. it's not like, Oh, you should just judge them for that. But if a guy really popped and played well, then that's almost like an extra check mark. Is that kind absolutely. of how you view it? Yes, absolutely. You want to, you look at the wins and you weigh the wins heavier than you weigh the, the losses. Cause again, you look at it like from a defensive lineman standpoint, right? So you say you're an edge rusher and you're coming out of a four, three collegiate system. You've been playing in a four, three successfully as a down lineman. And now you're going up against a right tackle who's playing next to a right guard he's never played with before. This is literally their first snap. And they're playing in a blocking scheme with language and calls and adjustments that he's never heard before right. and never had to think of on the fly. As, a de as that defensive end, I mean, you've got four other or three other guys lined up next to you as well, sure. But what they do doesn't necessarily impact what you do as much as it does on the other side of things. And then you go back to the one-on-ones with the wider receivers and the DBs. There's just kind of an inherent – there's an inherited – disadvantage to certain parts of these of these drills and the offensive line absolutely has a disadvantage because they are there are five guys working as one so if i'm a d lineman and i take you to the outside as a right tackle and your right guard doesn't follow you to fill that gap that's now to your left side and i just set you up with a counter and i punch you and i move inside I, you just got eaten alive and that's what nfl network is going to show that's what the highlight clips are going to show is that you just got eaten alive but in reality you just you didn't understand that what your right guard was going to do in that same situation or your right guard didn't understand what he should have done, et cetera. It just it kind of rolls over. So, yeah, you don't take those at the end of the day. If you see a guy struggle throughout the senior bowl practices, then maybe it raises a little bit of a red flag. Um, so you look at guys like Jay Curhan from Cal, Brendan James from Nebraska specifically. Those are two guys that kind of struggled yesterday. If they struggle again today, OK, maybe a little bit more. If they struggle they again on Thursday, yeah. Now you're like, okay, but you always go back to the tape no matter what. So if you're looking at one of those two guys specifically or any of those offensive linemen, you always want to go back to the tape. But then you talk about the wins and Dylan Raduns. I'm not really sure if I'm saying his name correctly, to be honest with you. Uh, he played left tackle and left guard on day one uh, out of North Dakota State University. 
and he dominated in the in every every single snap, every single rep. He absolutely dominated. There was one rep uh, that Ross Jackson actually hosts a lot on Saints podcast, shared on Twitter. If anyone wants to go see it, and he literally cleared two defenders out of the running lane by himself. And I mean, again, left tackle, that's Trey left Lance's guard. left tackle, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, yeah. left tackle and left guard for the national yeah. team under the Miami Dolphins coaching staff on day one. Day one in Mobile, Alabama, he's playing two positions on the line and killing it at both. So hmm. that stands out a lot more than those struggles do. All right, that's part one of David Harrison. We're coming back for part two. We'll concentrate a little bit more on the defensive side right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Guys, don't forget, Locked On Today gives you the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm Chris Russell for betonline.ag. Guys, get in the game. It's that simple. Get a little juice on some of the NBA matchups, some of the NHL matchups, baseball futures are out, the Super Bowl, all the prop bets. No excuse. Right now is the biggest gambling time of the year as we approach the big game coming up next Sunday between the Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs. Do it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's Locked On at betonline.ag and get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, and we told you about Built Bar at the top of our show. Built Bar is so awesome. They've been with us. They've done great stuff. I mean, they have all sorts of different products, not only Built Bar, but Built Go, and they have the Built Immunity Boost, and they send us all these great, wonderful samples. I use them pretty much every day. But Built Bar is the staple of what this wonderful company is built on. Six new flavors, 12 original flavors. You have nut and non-nut uh, flavors. You have bars that are covered completely in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And here's the best part, guys. If you like chocolate, right, you're going to get your chocolate fix, but they're good for you. Low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for any diet, specifically the keto diet. Just amazing. Just amazing. You can use it as a meal replacement. You could use it as a snack. Whatever you need after a workout. That's what I did last night. Got a late workout in and had a Built Bar before bed. That was my dessert instead of eating ice cream. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, here's part two with David Harrison, the co-host of the Locked on Bucks podcast. You can follow him at dharrison82 on Twitter. He's all over the place at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. We'll take a look at some of the defensive names that might be able to help out the Washington football team. David Harrison is with us from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. On the back end, you know, there are some interesting prospects. I know, um, you know, the Florida State kid, Nazaruddin, uh, who has who drawn some review. I know, he, you know, some injuries and all that stuff. Um, what do you see there? Also, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I'm just kind of learning some of these prospects now. Uh, I loved... Um, uh, Obi Melifuanu coming out mm-hmm. of UConn a couple of years ago, and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't really turned out. But now no. his brother is in this class from Syracuse. Yeah. Anybody, you know, pop out to you early on because, you know, up here in Washington, uh, as you know, Ronald Darby is a free agent. They had mm-hmm. some safety issues. We don't know what Landon Collins is going to come back as. I mean, you had a seventh round pick and an undrafted kid finish up at safety against the Buccaneers, a team that, you know, you cover uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 pay attention to and certainly tom brady had some success there so <laughs> to say that washington doesn't need help on the back end would be wrong right and as Dean is is very intriguing he's actually one of the guys i came into the practices in day one eyeing myself uh from from just a general standpoint i mean he looks like jalen ramsey like i'm just mm-hmm. i'm just gonna if you didn't know jalen ramsey was already in the nfl you would look at him and say oh is that jalen over there uh and, and he looked he looked good at times. He also looked kind of clunky at times, to be quite honest with you. Some of his some of his flaws in pass coverage kind of uh, showed themselves on day one. Um, and again, you take some of those losses with a grain of salt. He also had some really good wins, and those wins is really what you kind of pay attention to if you ever need him. You know, you, it's it's easy when you have a, a safety of his size and his length um, and his his aggression kind of line up in the box, get ready to play close to the line of scrimmage. But then when the offense shifts into more of a of a pass set and you kind of force him out into coverage. You know, can he hold his own? And he definitely showed that he can hold his own. He's obviously got room to grow, and, and all these guys have room to grow. Um, but definitely a solid day one. I think he can go to bed yesterday uh, saying that he made some money, you know, and, and at least secured a spot showing that he can hang with some of this competition. Um, Efedu Melifanu, uh, he jumped off. And, I mean, it may just be a benefit of him playing mostly on the right side of the defensive formation, so he's right there uh, next to where we were all sitting. Um, but he was in, he was in people's faces all day. He was, he was talking with coaches, reacting to coaches. I mean, some of these guys, you know, these coaches get into them a little bit and they kind of nod their head. They just kind of say, yeah, I mean, Melifon was, was focused. He was intent. He was, he was responding, not just, you know, answering, but responding to coaching, um, and coming out there and really showed a lot of intensity, a lot of fire, a guy that I would want on, on a defense. And when you look at, you know, aggressive, like type defenses and coaches like Ron Rivera, who had that aggressive type Mm -hmm. of, of reputation, he is a guy that you want on the field and he made plays on top of it. So it's not all personality based, um, but yeah, definitely you, you nailed it, you know, right there two guys to definitely keep an eye on um, Aaron Robinson is a defensive back who kind of struggled a little bit here and there. Um, so you want to see if you can clean that up today, uh, but he's a guy out of UCF that a lot of people had kind of have their, their eyes on just see how he does this week. Um, so I'm hoping to see more out of him today. 
All right. Uh, before we let you go and before we run out of time, David Harrison is with us, uh, co-host of the Locked on Bucks podcast, uh, and as well, um, is going to be doing some stuff uh, covering the Washington football team here coming up uh, in a little bit once things settle down. He's a little bit busy these days in Mobile, Alabama, uh, and with uh, one of the teams that he covers uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, so the quarterbacks, yes, you, you know, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of buzz about Mac Jones from Alabama. Mm. Um there, Kellen Mond seems like a guy based on his experience, little mobility coming out of uh, that Texas A&M system where, you know, he was coached uh, well by Jimbo Fisher, uh, seemed like he got much better this year or maybe took a leap this year. I know he's limited and I know he's not a real first round guy, but you never know with quarterbacks who, um, I, I guess, if, if you were looking at a not obvious quarterback candidate, let's just call it that, because I really think Washington is going to try and address the quarterback situation in free agency or via trade. If you right. were looking for a non-absolute first-round option, meaning not Justin Fields, Trey Lance, that type of group, who would, I guess, catch your eye, for lack of a better term? Uh, Jamie Newman from Wake Forest. Uh, he he definitely did some work yesterday. Um it's kind of funny because in the in the early going in the warmups really I mean and you know again you everything is taken with a grain of salt. Uh, his very first pass of warmups was a dirt ball. Like he literally threw it into the ground, and I was right. I got to look. I was like, what what, <laughs> what was that, bro? Uh, so you know you you chalk it up to nerves, the spotlight. Right. You know again they haven't played in a while, and, and you know and all that. He's probably out there kind of trying sure. uh, too hard to make a good throw. And I always kind of have this saying: you can't try to make things happen. You either make them happen or you don't. Um, if you go out there and try, that's when you're going to probably fail. Uh, and I think Jamie, you know, he, he was inaccurate in the early uh, warm-up. Again, they're not even one-on-ones. There's no defenders out there. So they're just warm-up throws, throwing the route tree with his receivers. And I was a little concerned. I was like, oh, this, this isn't a good start to his day. But as soon as the defense got on the field, whether it was one-on-one, seven-on-seven, or 11-on-11, he, he lit it up. And, I mean, he dropped some beautiful deep passes over defenders into the arms of receivers. I mean, he, he led guys, threw them open, essentially. You know what I mean? And, and those are the throws you want to see him make. There's not a throw on the field that I could say yesterday that Jamie Newman did not make with accuracy, zip, and with poise, uh, and it was re- and it was really a lot of fun. Kellen Mond didn't have a bad day, but he's a guy who, I, and again, maybe it's maybe it's nerves, maybe it's a little bit of that rust that we talked about, but he's a guy that you know he would he would drop back in the pocket and essentially there's a sack. I mean, I remember one rep specifically where he got sacked twice, but you know in these drills you don't hit the quarterback, so you know the edge defender comes on and basically you know would have gotten to him if this were right. you know live live. Uh, contact drills and he holds on to the ball then he steps up into the pocket and now the interior defensive lineman is getting through and would have sacked him as well before he gets rid of the ball and it's like you just want to see him kind of make those decisions and the Carolina Panthers coaching staff in fact when they get back to the top of their drop they're even saying get rid of it get rid of it get it out get it out get it out get it out and when you hear a coach tell a quarterback like Kellen Mond get it out get it out get out about five or six times before they actually make a decision to throw the ball that's a little problematic like a death sentence in in the NFL Exactly. Um, (laughs) So that's a little bit problematic. So he can make the throws when he got rid of the ball, it went where you wanted to go. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like you took two sacks on one snap. You can't, you can't do that. You got to be able to find the space. So again, want to see how he does in day two. And then of course in the game, but Jamie Newman is the guy. I think that if you're a Washington football fan and you're looking at a later round, you know, a mid round or or fourth round, I'm not not sure how high he'll climb with just this, right? Because again, you talked about no combine limited pro day, stuff like that. This is a guy who could climb up a lot of boards. You got to go back to the tape, of course. But on day one, he absolutely impressed some people. And 
He's not, you know, a Cam Newton type, but he definitely has some mobility inside the pocket and he's out the arm that he kind of takes you back and you kind of look at him and he could be a Ron Rivera project quarterback. Uh, one last one, Najee Harris from Alabama. We know how productive he was. We know uh, how big and thick he is. I mean, he's like people are, are saying he's the next Eric Henry. I, you know, look, I mean, it's early. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's slow right. the roll here. Okay. Uh, but if you're looking, you know, see, like, I think one of the things missing from Washington's say running game. And, and mm. I think from a lot of is we've gone so much to the, I don't want to say scat back, but spread right. offenses, catch the ball out of the back. All of that is important. I gotcha. But you know, in November and December and January, if you want to play into January, you see what Leonard Fournette's impact on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been when he Absolutely. wasn't good in the regular season. Um, is, is Najee Harris kind of, what it, I, does he remind you of Derrick Henry? Does he, is he more Leonard Fournette? Like what, what jumps out at you about him? And would he be a good mix if say you had an Antonio Gibson and a JD McKissick? I would love it. Like if, if I were coaching a running back room, running back is one of my favorite positions to watch in football. So I'm, I'm definitely one of the people who's kind of sad to see the running back position get minimized as Me much too. as it has over the last decade or two. Yeah. Um, if I were a running back coach, if I were offense coordinator or an offensive minded head coach, I would love to have a guy like Harris in my room with McKissick and with Antonio Gibson. I mean, you talk about just the ability to come in there and attack whatever defense you face. It doesn't matter what team you're bringing in, what formation, three, four, four, three base, what the mentality of the defense court, you have a weapon in the backfield that you can start behind the line of scrimmage and you can attack it well. And that just helps out your front and that just helps out your wide receivers, your tight ends get open down the field. If you can effectively control the line of scrimmage and run the ball or use them out of the backfield. So, yeah, I mean, I would obviously, I would obviously think that's a, that's a great fit there in Washington with him and being able to bring him in slowly. The shelf life of a running back is not good. We all know that. So the more you can spread that work. And I think that's why we've seen the rise in two, three back sets uh, or teams that like to use a two or three backs um, in their offense. You look at green Bay and they were successful doing it this year with mostly two, but then kind of sprinkling in AJ Dillon as they needed to. And I think next year, uh, if they get all their running backs back, you're going to see a little bit more of kind of that three running back attack um, instead of just two. Um, we all talk about 11 and, and 12 personal sets in the NFL these days. I want to see some 21s. You know what I mean? Like I want to see two backs lined mm -hmm. up and I, I kind of look at it. If you're the Washington football team, whether it's Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, Jamie Newman, you know, whoever is your starting quarterback, uh, Matt Stafford is, is my favorite, by the way. Um, if you have Najee Harris and you have Antonio Gibson lined up on either side of that quarterback, You've, you've got a very stressed out defense that's going to have to stack the box against that kind of a formation. But at the same time, now you send Antonio Gibson out on motion and you literally force the defense to say, we're going to give you a soft middle or we're going to keep the edges open. Right. And then you have a quarterback out there who has some options and you have an offense that has some options. That right there is how you manufacture advantages over teams where maybe you don't have them naturally. We don't see it enough in the NFL anymore. I really thought with Bruce Arians, we would get it more in Tampa because he used them a lot in Arizona. We're not even seeing them in Tampa uh, with with Bruce Arians' arrival. That's something that a team. I think that's kind of the next step in this 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 evolution of football is kind of going back to that two running back set. Everything kind of ebbs and flows, and with smaller linebackers, with bigger, with more nickel and more dime formations, you get two running backs in there that you can manipulate the defense with. That can give you an edge, in in especially in a conference as tight as the NFC East is. Expecting all those teams maybe a little bit better.
except for yeah, probably Philly. Basically, if you get a little thunder and lightning, and and, yeah. and that gives you some mismatches and some some adv- I, I I love that that that's right exactly where I wanted you to go. Uh, listen, I know you got to get out to practice. I really appreciate uh, you joining us. Great information. Uh, we'll be catching up obviously real soon and doing a lot with you. Uh, you're doing a tremendous job both covering the Buccaneers uh, who are going to the Super Bowl uh, <laughs> and as well the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, and you'll be working uh, some with us. So I really appreciate. Uh, all your insight and analysis. I think it's really good stuff. Uh, and fans can catch you on Twitter uh, at dharrison82. And where else do you want to point them to? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I've always said I'm a football fan before I'm anything else. And I mean, I, I cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like you said, for SB Nation uh, over at BucksNation.com, and then five days a week at Locked On Bucks uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Busy show. Thanks to David Harrison. He does awesome work. Again, make sure you check out him and James on the Locked On Bucks Podcast. Uh, They are doing great work as the Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl uh, and as well all of his Senior Bowl coverage, uh, again, at DHarrison82. uh, And you'll be hearing a lot more from him uh, shortly, shortly. We'll just say it like that right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks to our sponsors, Built Bar, as well, betonline.ag, and Echelon, along with TurboTax. Full slate today, baby, and away we go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. Another episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast coming shortly. Stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening and downloading. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.